Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm going to go hotline and welcome back to the show for the first time in a long time. This is D.L. Hughley. D.L., how are you, buddy? Hey, man, I'm great. How you doing? Uh, good. D.L. Hughley is coming to the Orlando Improv. He will uh, be doing a show on Friday at 8 and 10.30 and Saturday at 7.30 and 10.15. And then they suck you into the Sunday show, huh? Oh, man, you know what? I, I feel like they, they always, that's the bonus plan. That's the Groupon. That's the group. The Groupon. That's the one that everybody gets. But uh, I, what do you, what's the hardest thing to do? To do, uh, do comedy to old people or to smaller crowd? Not that you've seen a small crowd in, in a while, but uh, when you were still. No, I think it all, it all feels the same, man. Like, uh, if you could swim at five feet, you could swim in 10,000 feet. It's the same thing. So yeah. I like uh, I like smaller crowds better to work material out on, and uh, the crowds are better to play in front of. That would drive me insane if I look at a small crowd and I feel like I'm wasting my whole night up there. But uh, uh, D.L. Hughley, a small crowd is like hundreds of people. Right, yeah. You're in in good shape. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah, relatively, yeah. It's fun. You did the smart thing. D.L. Hughley does radio, and you do afternoons, right? Yes, man. Because, you know, just getting up to do this interview let me know I couldn't do morning. <laughs> where, where are you now? Like, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh. Just getting up to do this interview, like I would have had to, you know, because we're syndicated. So, uh, you know, most places I've had to get up at, what, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning to be ready for, oh, no, too much. Forget too much. that. Forget that, man. That's yeah, insane. Do you, did, you, uh, did you enjoy the CNN stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, always. always. We just, as a matter of fact, I still... I'm a correspondent for that. I liked them when they had more than four listeners, uh, <laughs> four viewers. But uh, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I dig uh, you know uh, things that have uh, stakes to them. So CNN always always did that. So it was always a lot of fun. Yeah, I have to tell you, we had you on the show right before you started that gig, and I liked you uh-huh. from Kings of Comedy. I thought you were up there with a with a bunch of great guys, and I just thought you shined through that. And then even the TV show, I liked the Hughleys, and and I really became a fan of yours. And then when you did that, I thought that's so smart because there you have an intelligent guy that's also funny that'll bring uh, it'll bring people like me to pay attention to what I always considered to be the old person's news network. <laughs> and it still is the old person. Now, yeah, but I think that's maybe what's happened to their viewers. Maybe they all. Maybe they all gone to glory now, but uh, it was a lot. I mean, you know, it's, uh, what's, what's fun for me is now things are so much. You know, just in that like, a little period of time, everybody's shaming and everything's scary, and and so to me, uh, that that's always the most. Like I remember, I was on uh, what was I, I did Bill Maher a couple of weeks ago, and I was just after uh, Bruce Jenner had uh, had. Uh, I don't even know. It took Bruce Jenner two hours to say he was going to be a woman, right? And I was like two. Two hours, I'm like, man, you you ain't been a girl five minutes and you already talking a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know, I don't know what was harder to watch: Bruce Jenner start to look like a woman, or Madonna start to look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when you look at, at at Bruce Jenner? I mean, when I was a kid, I remember when I was in Cub Scouts. I did a report on Bruce Jenner when he had you know been a decathlete. I had to go give like my first presentation in front of people about Bruce Jenner. 
And now, right. I don't care that he's going to be a woman, but just so it's so goddamn weird. Yeah, you got to add that to your report now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, the Wheaties box. Listen, it's a little different. Hey, this Wheaties box has a bra in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it's weird because he, uh, he he went from a conservative white dude to a woman. So I wonder how he's going to feel when he finds out. Now he's making seventy eight cents to a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking to DL Hughley. He's going to be at the Orlando Improv uh, this weekend, Friday through Sunday. You can go check him out. Uh, we haven't had you uh, swing through here in in Tampa in a while, man. Here, I don't even remember what you were promoting. I think it was it might have been an improv show, but it was years ago. Yeah, it's it been a while. CNN. Anyway, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. How do you handle when people ask you? Uh, like we had uh, Damon Wayne's on, and like the last second before we went to the call, they were like, "Oh, by the way, no Bill Cosby questions." And I'm like, "How do I not ask him about Bill Cosby? How do you handle?" I think I, I think uh, Bill Cosby. I think you know it's funny because Cliff Hicks Huxable. Is innocent of these charges, but Bill Cosby did everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Man. America's when dad it, didn't do nothing. But when it was first, when it was the first few four or five, we was with him. But when it got to forty six, I was like, Bill did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who are we talking to? That's starting. We're talking to somebody that still refuses to believe. It was uh, Phase on Love. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know Phase yeah, on Love? Yeah, Phase on Love. Yeah, of course I know Phase on. But you know it's funny. I don't know if those, you know those running totals they have in every city? I don't know if those are the numbers of people that die smoking or all the women who have accused Bill of <laughs> well, you, If your accusers have a tote board, you, right. know, you know that you're probably guilty. Right. Well, you know, what, what's funny is that people, people always, they, can, they, 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 they equate what you do with who you are. When you're a celebrity, everybody only knows what they read about you or what they think about you or what you want them to think about you. It's not, they don't really know you. And it's like he was, he was, he did so much good and no one could deny how much good he did. But let's face it, in the Bible, Lucifer was God's most beautiful angel. Yeah. <laughs> up in heaven, you can mess up in Harlem. So <laughs> I, I, I think people think, I think people have this notion of who they want you to be and that's, because he made you laugh on Thursdays, he couldn't, you know. Yeah. I, I've had my personal runnings with Bill, and I have no doubt he did it. That's what I was wow. going to ask you. I've, I've heard a lot of stories now. People aren't afraid to talk about situations they had with Bill over the years because he was a big, powerful guy before, and especially comedians, younger comedians, didn't want to say anything. I heard uh, Brad Garrett talking about him on Howard Stern the other day. What 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 kind of run-ins did you have with Bill? Well, I was doing a, I was on a radio show in... Um, New York. I was hosting a morning show, and Bill called in to do an interview, and I knew he didn't like me, and I didn't necessarily care for him from Def Jam because, you know, when Def Jam was out, he tried to squash it and tried to make sure he just called it horrible. And he sat on the board of Time Warner, and he tried to really all the comics you enjoy now wouldn't be around if he had his way because right. he really tried to destroy Def Jam. So um, he called in to do the interview, and I didn't, you know, I let the other two, my other two co-hosts, do it. And then he got so obnoxious, I said, Mr. Cosby, what is it you want us to know? And he said, who is this? And I said, dear, dear, Hugh, you cuss, you do. And he went on and, like, tried to berate me for a couple of minutes. And I said, I may, I may, Mr. Cosby, with all due respect, I may say the N-word, but at least when I say the N-word, nobody wakes up with their underwear on backwards and drugs. And, uh, we went back, yeah, we went, we went back and forth. And he says, you're not going to air this. And I said, yes, I am. And then... Five minutes later, the people from, uh, they, it was uh, KISS, and that was MS Communications. Right. A powerful broadcasting company. 
they came down and they said, who has a tape? And we said, uh, they said, if you ever play this tape, uh, you'll never work a radio again. Oh, my God. Ever. Are you kidding me? That happened. I'm not kidding at all. I'm not kidding at all. That actually happened. These people would have said play it at 7.30 and then again at 8.45 and then get it on at 9.30 before yeah, you get out of there. Put it up on the website. Yeah. yeah but that, that was now, but that's now. That's in 2007, 2000, maybe 2009. Oh. Um, so when when those women are saying, or people are saying he was a powerful dude, I know for a fact how powerful he was because he certainly got that tape pulled from a very powerful production, uh, 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 you know, broadcasting company. So is this, I mean, everybody had heard uh, a couple of rumors, but obviously if we're not in your world, like evidently uh, you knew, Hannibal knew. I mean, was this a common thing that everybody kind of knew about him? Everybody, if you if you, if you look at Newsweek printed an article, yeah. I think in 2005, and if you, and I remember reading it, and uh, 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 I remember how, it was way in the back of the uh, magazine. And, you know, now there's everything is, you know, Twitter and social media and every 24-hour news cycle. But then even those accusations played in the back of a magazine, like way in the back of small print. And I remember even back then thinking, that's a powerful dude. If you could make this story just be in the back of a newspaper, back in a magazine back then. So I have no... I have no um, um, doubt that he, to me, did it, and I think people get upset. I think he's a tremendously talented guy and those, uh, who's done a lot of great things, and he also happens to drug rod. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. But I tell you, that's balls on you, D.L. Hughley, for, uh, for taking you, that. Let's go ahead with I can, only, I can only tell you what I tell you. No, not now, not now necessarily. But I mean, back in two thousand nine, when you got him on the phone, not too many people. When you get face to face, they you know, or get him on an interview, they clam up. And then when, and and I tell you, and then uh, Tom Joyner, who uh, you know is yeah. a huge radio syndicate, I told him that story on the show. I used to be a correspondent on the show before he gave me my own syndicated show. Right. Um, and I told him that story, and he got mad. He said, "Man, don't tell him. Don't tell." Him. <laughs> because that actually had happened. But to me, I think that people make deities out of people they know nothing about. Sure. Like you make me laugh. Or I like your song. Or I like your uh, art. Or I like your, the genes you make. And all of a sudden, you can't be capable of playing at all. Playing. Ab- absolutely. I, I never felt that way. What, what, uh, what is your relationship like with the, uh, with the, have you met the president? Oh yeah, I, I, I think he's, uh, well, here's the thing. Don't say it like that. Don't say it like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, like we hang of out course. all the time. No, we don't hang out. I, I think that, that he's a he's a he's a guy, a good guy, doing a, a bad job for a bunch of people who are necessarily don't appreciate it. I mean, he's like a janitor, really. A lot of people uh, want things cleaned up and don't necessarily how it, uh, care how it happens. So I think uh, he's a he's a good dude who's uh, who's doing a bad job. I mean, who's doing a job that uh, is not uh, you know. It's like you want to know, you want to eat, you don't necessarily want to know. What goes into prepping the food? I think it's getting a lot like that. That's a that's a very good way to explain it. I, I mean, I like the guy, but he's a great guy, and he got me the first time. I was all I was making signs, go Obama, and the second time, I'm like, all right, well, I like him better than the other guy. But but, but now yeah, I'm like, he was, that's, yeah, but that's the thing. It's it's like watching a movie and they make the sequel. Like <laughs> like you go, the first movie is great, and then the sequel you go see. You could I could have waited for the DVD to come out. <laughs> if only he had that third chance to come back and fix it again. Yeah, but it was better than uh, than the other options, movie options. I just think. You know, I think things are so messed up and things are so nuanced. 
And I, I don't think that everybody who has a problem with him has a problem with him because he's black. But I think a lot of uh, people do have a problem with him. I, I got to tell you. As a white guy, I am still surprised today. Like, I was really surprised that my grandparents, who are in their 80s now, they voted for him twice. And because uh, yeah. they're they were pretty, my, my grandfather's pretty racist. And uh, my yeah. father, uh, my father hates him, but it has nothing to do with me being black. My father's just conservative. And I, but I'm surprised how many people still point out that he's black in 2015 when they're oh, mad about amazing. it. Amazing. You know what's, what's funny? It's like, I think a lot of people didn't even know that they were racist because, well, a lot of people live with people and work with people. But then it's different when your quarterback is black. Yeah. <laughs> like when your quarterback is black or somebody in a traditionally, uh, in a traditional leadership role is black, I think that that, I think that a lot of things that have happened um, have shown, like I can't stand when people pretend like they've never heard anybody say the N-word. <laughs> when, when white people go, well, the N-word... Kids learn the N word uh, from rap songs. Let me see <laughs> who came first: the N word or Grandmaster Flash? <laughs> I learned the N word from my great grandfather every time I was watching different strokes. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Like, like it, it's, it's like the third most powerful Republican in the nation in about 2002 was in Louisiana at a David Duke rally, oh. full of white supremacists, and he said. He said he didn't know um, that they were white supremacists. Let me tell you, it's only three kind of people in Louisiana. Black people, people who hate black people, and people who <laughs> only like black people when they're playing football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is D.L. Hughley. He is coming to Orlando Improv uh, for all, all this weekend. OrlandoImprov.com to get tickets. you got to go see him. He's absolutely one of the best. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, man. Uh, I, I love having the opportunity to have you on today. I appreciate you getting up early. And, of course, you could check out his syndicated afternoon show where he gets to sleep late in the day and then look pretty while he's at work where we I got baggy eyes and I look like I'm ready to pass out. Hey, uh, uh, well, I got baggy eyes. I bet you dress nice when you go to work, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt. I bet you wear like a suit jacket and stuff because you do it right. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't wear a suit jacket and stuff. But I, you know, I, yeah, I get ready. What well, to, to me, it's like you got to look like you're going to work. Plus, if I get stopped in this neighborhood and I look bummy, I could go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> the, I live in a. I live in the neighborhood Justin Bieber used to live in, and it was so funny because it was the first time I ever called the police on a white dude. I was like, hey, man, this is ridiculous. I moved out of L.A. to get it. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't it be great if somebody just, if, I mean, I don't hate the kid, but I'd love to wake up one morning and they're like, uh, D.L. Hughley was arrested last night for beating up Justin right. Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, man. Like, it, was, it was like, it was so funny because we live in this gated community and he used to mess up so bad that the police were in the gate. <laughs> My next door neighbor got a DUI or the cat live on the street he got a DUI because, you know, the police were in the gate. He was already home and they stopped him a block like two hours oh. down. I'd have pulled him in the garage. Yeah. I'd pulled him in the garage, but he didn't. I'd have went in the garage, but he, he caused, like, it went from, it's the first time that ever like a, a, a white dude with bangs was terrorizing the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be mad at you if I wake up one day and it says D.O. Hughley got arrested for beating up Justin Bieber. Just yeah. tuck that in the back okay. of your mind. He, he got, he, I, I think he moved like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he left. But if he was like, uh, 
Yeah, it's funny. They'll let Canadians damn mess up, but a Mexican ain't a deported a long time. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Justino Barbarito. Oh, DL, thanks for coming on the air, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. See you guys this weekend. All right, pal. Yeah. DL Hughley at the Orlando Improv this weekend. Goddamn, he's hilarious. He's funny, yeah. Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Almerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.